Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every strong soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. We're here to share resources and experts on topics important to you, the military family. Join us. We've got another great episode starting right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we've got a great show to kick off the new year. We're going to talk about self-care today, and I'm just going to go, because if you're listening to the (laughs) show today, most likely you are epic failing like I am at self-care. I mean, by the time I take care of my kids and the dogs and the dads and my company and my clients, it's like I'm so far down on my to-do list, it's not even funny. But I will say that our expert today, um, Linda Creed, is going to come in and talk to us about some of these things because she's been there herself. She's raised kids. She's run a company. She's had all these, um, you know, obligations that we all have. And then, of course, you throw on top of, you know, any any fun things that whether you live on post or off post or on base. And, you know, there's always these specific conditions on deployment and reintegration. You know, just throw all those into the mix. And, you know, you've got a recipe for self-care disaster. So I'm really excited today to talk to Linda Creeder because... Because I am failing epically this year. It is only the fourth day of the new year, and I'm already struggling with self-care. My back hurts. My fridge is full of food for everybody else but me. And um, Linda, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sandra, thank you. Happy New Year to you. I'm delighted to join you. I hardly feel that I'm an expert. I think, though, that we've all failed at some things, but I have a strong suspicion that you have succeeded at many. In fact, I know that you have. So part of, I think, the self-care is being able to talk ourselves into understanding and reframing how we really do feel. Because, I'm sorry, you are a success, not a failure. But, but New Year's are hard because it's very introspective, don't you think? It is really hard. I mean, I didn't so much have the introspection as I had the exhaustion. You know, it was go, go, go 100% of the time. And then, you know, the minute I would sit down, I mean, I wouldn't even sit down. Like Sunday, I sat down. I made a mistake of sitting down on my bed. I was folding laundry. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of cold. And then I covered up while I'm folding. And then, yeah. you know, three hours later, the kids are like, Mom, what happened to you? And I'm like, I, I died. You know, like I died and came back to life. I mean, I really did. I just passed out. I was so tired. But, you know, our bodies tell us what we need to do. And I, I think that you did the exact right thing. Of course, your body's going to tell you. If you if you don't listen to it, it will tell you anyway what you will do. In my view, self-care is always something that most women, I mean, women are really particularly bad. But I know some men who are particularly poor at it as well. They're always taking care of other people. And when you're always taking care of other people, you know exactly what to tell them to do. You can advocate for them. You can boost them. You can give them resources and guide them in the right direction. But how many times do you find yourself not listening to that same, same guidance? Oh, every single day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was funny. I did take time for some introspection yesterday, probably because I 
was just kind of like you were, depleted, uh, tired, and yet I like to view a new year as a, a fresh slate. And I don't make resolutions because I invariably would not meet them. So I kind of just set out goals for the year. But I did take some time to be a little introspective. And I, I do think it's a valuable thing to do from time to time. Um, once a year would be minimal. Um, most of us don't take time to do much of it at all. But I, all I could think of was what are the things, and I'm going to write these down as I did it, what are the things that soothe you? You know, we're always so worried about our kids being soothed, um, other people being happy and contented and fed, as you as you just said, and, and all of those things. But if your back hurts, your head aches, you pass out when you're folding the laundry, um, you curl up in a ball, then we, we need to change some things. And I think you know that. I have a friend who, I don't ascribe to this before I say this, but he had a dad who would wake him up every day and say, wake up, good morning, another day in which to excel. Now, that just tires me out just hearing it. Oh, yeah. That's How like, do you react that's a to pillow that? to the face. That's like, yeah, boom, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a face plant back into the pillow. Um, but if you, if you view it a little bit differently and don't try it and apply the pressure that comes there, if you can just figure out a couple of things that you might try in this first week and, and achieve them, you know, intentionally choose that I'm, I'm only going to check my email two times in the morning and two times at night, um, versus responding, reacting to everything. Have you ever done that? Oh yeah. And you know, and what I did, you know, my, one of my, I do make resolutions. I'm sorry. I know everybody's like, don't make resolutions. It's just set oh, yourself up for failure. It's like, if I don't make reserve or revel, um, what do you call it? Uh, if I don't make, um, new year's resolutions, I'm not going to make any, and I'm just going to stay where I am. So at least I'm facing something, you know, whether, you know, I succeed at it or not. But, um, I took all social media off my phone. I took Facebook, I took Twitter, I took LinkedIn, because I thought, why do I need these at the gym? Why do I need them at soccer practice? Why do I, they're just a distraction. And you know, there's nothing on my social media that is so urgent that I must respond, you know, immediately. Like, why can't it be, you know, and I put in my schedule, I have like this to do thing where Mondays I do certain things, Tuesdays I do certain things. And I put all of my social media on a Monday and a Friday. So Mondays I can check, you know, for the weekend stuff. And then Friday, Fridays, I can check for the work week because I just, I didn't want to be slave to it after hours. And if I have time at work to check it and do, you know, because I do use social media for my work. So it made it, it made it complicated because when I would check my social media and I want to talk about friend stuff or look at kids and things like that, invariable because my social media is tied work and professional, I would get sucked in. Like it's my own inability to say no. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, what you're bringing up, cyber freedom or cyber breaks, you know, cyber cyber free Sundays, etc. If you, I, I actually did this. I was at a restaurant over the holidays and there was this couple and they were sitting there and both of them were looking at their phones. Now, not looking at their phones just to check or to see if someone was joining them or to do whatever. I let this go on for 25 minutes and then I couldn't stand it and I took a picture. And I, it was just because I don't 
think people even realize what they do. Now, I don't know these people, and they probably wouldn't like me taking their picture, but it was terrible because as you looked around the restaurant, everyone had phones out. So there is one little trick that I always felt worked for me, and I'll give you that little piece. So this is the only part I've of this program where I'm an expert. I don't like being a slave to the phones and we all can find ourselves opening the phone 12, 13, 14 times um, at all hours of the day and night. As you said, it's not just social media. You'll check your email. I, I mean, it gets crazy. But if you go out and you truly want to focus on the people that you're with, you just load your phones in a pile on the table and the first person that reaches for their phone pays the bill. Wow. It works. I bet it does. It works. And it drives people crazy. You see hands reach <laughs> and then they pull back. So I've, I've watched this at, at, you know, when people are watching football games and sports bars, I've watched it at other places, but it's a, it's a simple little rule. I'm sure most of our listeners know this rule, but not very many practice it. And so it, it is some way of putting some boundaries around that phone because it really is very pervasive and it just doesn't stop. So I, I do think that, you know, cyber free time, that's really important. But what do you find that makes you relax? Is it is it just turning it off and curling up in a ball and going to sleep? Is it reading, uh, writing? What makes you happy? Taking a walk on the beach, I believe, works for you. Sometimes, you know, it it it. The, sometimes the only way I can relax is when everything's done. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know why I can't disconnect. You know, I used to love gardening. I used to like walking on the beach and hiking and doing all those things. And, you know, lately, I mean, it's also miserable weather, so it's hard to go out and do those things this time of year. But but I can only relax when all of my obligations are done, like everything in my office is taken care of and I cleaned it all up. You know, like I was able to relax New Year's weekend for the sheer reason that my office was in order, my house was in order, you know, and I, there's still, of course, daily stuff to do, like cooking, cleaning, things like that. But I felt that it was in order. And I don't know if it's a permission thing. Like, I don't feel like I have permission to relax or right. I've been just going 100 miles an hour every day for 20 years. Right. And I, I think the other thing that type A's like you and I do is no matter if we think it's all done, we really don't believe it's all done. We still know there's some things back there to do. But if you can get to the point where you felt like you could take off, that was a good step. It was. And then I was wrecked with guilt. You know, that was the beauty <laughs> of it. <laughs> okay. So we, the the guilt thing has to be put aside a a, a little bit. Um, I was reading a lot on introverts and extroverts over the weekend because I can be both. I can truly be both. But if I need to recharge, I, I have to be by myself and be quiet or read or just, just look at the water or, or, you know, take a walk or something like that. And it was very interesting because one of the articles said, okay, you think that you're going to always need to recharge that way, but sometimes you will find energy if you go out among other people and you laugh. And you don't always think that you have to be quiet in order to gain energy back, which is the antithesis of what I I personally have found to do. But isn't it true sometimes? You dread going out to a social gathering, but you go and it was so much fun. 
Yeah, and you have and, a good time. It, right. So maybe sometimes what we think is our fallback default isn't always something that works for us every time. So maybe trying something different in 2016, giving new things a try. I also find that I, every year I try and pick out something new I want to learn. Mm. Some, some years it's really big, like let's, let's try and learn a new language um, or it's something tiny. Like I, I think I'm just going to try and grow. I do love to garden. So I'll, I'll try and grow something new, some new tomato, you know, one of those heirloom things from seeds or something like that. But Mom Talk Radio. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Creeder today, and Robin Boyd has the day off. We are talking about recharging. We're talking about, you know, starting our new year. And for those of you that are tuning in in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, and it's not January, even February, um, restarting, refreshing is a really good thing to do on a regular basis. I know as a culture, global cultural, we kind of do this annually, but one of the things that I learned in my yoga class recently was that 
The first class of the month, the teacher does a renewal or a refresh, um, a relaxation. And, and, you know, she says most of the world starts things the first of the month. You know, they finish the end of the month. And, you know, the numbers even dictate that emotional um, attachment around it. And so her theory is that if you're coming to yoga, she's like, I'm going to relax you. I'm going to renew you. And we're going to use it as the birth as opposed to the start of the new year. And so we're we're going to rebirth each month. So I really enjoy the first Tuesday of the month class because it's all about restoration. It's all about renewal. It's all about, you know, those things that we need to hit the ground running. Because let's be honest, there's not one of us that got lots of sleep over the Christmas and New Year's holidays. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just not intuitive for rest and relaxation. And, um, you know, Linda, I wanted to comment a little bit about the introvert extrovert. You know, an introvert is somebody who gets recharged, you know, through privacy and quiet and solo mm-hmm. efforts. And an extrovert, just for people who aren't familiar with the term, is somebody who gets charged up by going out and interacting with people. So, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of fall on one or two of those spectrums. But there are people like us and many in the entertainment right. industry fall into this that are personal introverts, meaning we recharge personally. Correct. But as an extrovert, we're professional extroverts. And we either acquire the skills as professional extroverts or we're just a pendulum that can swing back and forth. You know, people don't fall neatly into one or two different categories and in certain aspects of my business I'm a professional introvert you know so it's it's really tough to put us into two different categories but it is essentially what you're talking about is knowing yourself well enough Mm -hmm. to know what you need and then you got to take it a step further you've got to do what you need and I I want to talk about in this segment As we change, you know, in my 20s, I knew how I needed to recharge. I needed Mm -hmm. to go to the gym. I needed to put my, you know, headphones on and listen to music or swim in the pool and swim until I was exhausted, then sleep for two days, you know, then get up and I was fine. That's what I needed to recharge. And I'm almost like a human battery that needs to be run down to the nub, you know, completely discharge and then recharge and that works for me but that does not work with a full-time job and two kids right so the technique that I used to use you know and the same thing like gardening like gardening to me is very very restorative very very refreshing and you know it's not reasonable for me to lug all this dirt in here in the middle of winter no so you have to find other things that will make you go and I, I think your point is really well taken about what it is it, it doesn't stay static what helps you you change based on circumstances children time uh, demands about you work all sorts of things um, even how you feel and yet it is important to figure out what does help you because I don't know about you but the the holidays for the way the days fell this year, you were you were working and then six hours later you were supposed to be celebrating something. And it was very confusing um, and exhausting. And then it loses some of the joy. So by, I, I guess what I fell back on was I enjoyed the times when I was with family, but I also enjoyed the times when I was not. And I... I I personally need a little bit of both. I'm an ambivert. You know, as you said, we don't fall into one camp or the other, but we do what we need to do to get there. But I think it does change over time. And it isn't practical in the winter to go lug around the dirt. Um, 
I was just grateful to put away all of the holiday trappings because things were just bugging me by the time they ended. But I don't know, here on the East Coast, we had so much rain that all the outdoor lights by the end, (laughs) you can put up 11 or 12 strands of lights and you were left with one. So it was turning itself off. It was kind of interesting how it it sort of turned itself off this year. And maybe that's what we need to pay attention to sometimes are the outside people around us and the the circumstances around us. Because you mentioned to me on the break that you felt like your resolutions were lame this year. You know, I I don't know that there is such a thing as a lame resolution. I, I call them goals. You call them resolutions. But I think if we even consider our needs at all, it's pretty miraculous because we're so busy all the time. And and that's America's way right now, is busyness takes the place of thoughtfulness sometimes. So my one of mine is that I, I don't want to let busyness get in the way of some of the thoughtful things. So I'll give you an example. Um, a very good college friend of mine has a birthday on the 3rd of January, yesterday. And I simply... I, I always think about calling, but I, maybe I don't feel like talking, or maybe I don't feel like doing, but I did, and it was wonderful. It was a surprise. It was fun. It was restoring to both of us, and it took so little effort, and I think that's what I realized is I'm hoping this year that I act upon those sorts of thoughts, that if I feel like someone needs me for some reason, intuition or, or just a thought, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to do it, because it helps me. Does that make any sense? It does. It does. Well, that, you know, brings me in alignment with like my New Year's resolutions this year were so lame. I mean, they were, you know, usually they're like, you know, quite dynamic. They're like, you know, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to form this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make this company. I'm going to, you know, do this charity. You know, this year it was all about doing less. It was like, okay, I'm going to remove social media from everything but the one computer where I need to do social media for my work. And then the other thing was I started removing all these things like all these apps on my smartphone like you know not just the social media stuff and I'm not bagging on social media because I think it's vital and important but I started taking away the things that eat up my time and I don't realize they're eating up my time and if they're not eating up time they're eating up my like brain space and my my you know because my brain fatigue by the end of the day with our smartphones there's like no break. And, um, you know, and then the other one was for me to pick up the phone, which is not in my nature. Mine either. And call one friend a week. Like that was my thing. I was going to make so a we did social the same thing. call. Oh, that's interesting. Because I'm not a social call person. No, I'm not either. But it made such a difference to both of us. I think we both left the phone last night with a boost, which is kind of interesting. So I don't think those are lame. I, I like to think that I'm going to try and meet people where they are this year. If if someone is in a, a certain place, I'm going to try and meet them where they are. And I'm not going to change where I am. I'm simply going to um, acknowledge and embrace them for who they are and what they need and be gentle with people this year. That's, that's one of my goals because I, I think we all get so busy that some of the social niceties go away. And I would like to put them back in my life because I, I know they made my life richer. When someone says, I appreciate you, doesn't that make you feel good? You know, it does, but it makes me feel weird and uncomfortable too. Oh, sorry. Well, I appreciate you. <laughs> anyway. 
Well, because we're not used to it. No, but when it comes, it, it really does have great meaning. And I think that sometimes it is just a word here and there that people... We need affirmation. Social media, as you say, and connectedness in general, really keeps everybody connected. But it does it. Sometimes it keeps us at arm's length in that, that faux sense of being connected. And so, like you, I'm, I'm going to take those urges to pick up the phone and, and have a 20-minute conversation with someone. It doesn't need to be long, but it means a lot. And so I find that when I help other people, I help myself. Does that make sense too? Oh, absolutely. Well, and the, the one thing that I will say about social media is I think it's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, and I found this out because, you know, I went uh, over the holidays. I had, you know, dinner with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. And the perception of my life based on what they saw oh. on social media right. was really unfair. They were like, wow, you know, you're really, you're really, you're really, you're really. And I'm like, you know, crawling into the new year thinking I'm so exhausted. And I thought about like the perception they had of me. And then I was looking at like, cause I didn't get to go away this holiday with my kids. I didn't get to see my kids that much cause they were with their dad. It was his, his mm-hmm. time this year with them. So, you know, I was kind of on my own and, you know, the reality was the one photo that I put up was the one day that I saw my kids for a whole day and we had a great day, but by and large, the two weeks sucked because my kids weren't home with me. And we, you know, I, I like to be with my kids. I I actually enjoy them and we do a lot of fun things. So the perception that I put out unwittingly to social media was that I had this rocking, amazing, you know, two weeks holiday when it was really only one little perfect moment. And then I started looking at other people's holidays and they're going to Aspen and they're going to Vail and they're going to Montana and they're going to Las Vegas and they're going to New York for New Year's. And I'm sitting home, you know, reading by the fireplace. I felt really lousy. But see, you're bringing up that dark side of social media because who's going to post the bad stuff? They post the good stuff. And so it puts a false perception out, as you say, um, of what or where you are and what you're doing. And uh, and I've had many friends say to me, you know, if I wasn't more secure, I, I would be very concerned about some of the things that my friends post or, or whatever. Um, we've all felt it. How about the ones with the vacations that maybe a decade ago you would have been uh, asked over for a dinner party and, you know, hey, look at my photographs. Well, not anymore. They'll, they'll post four or five times a day on Facebook if you're watching. And you can start to feel like you're missing out. Right, or less than. Like, that was the one thing right. that, you know, I felt like, like yeah, I was, like, missing out, and everybody's having this great holiday season, and, you know, we've got couples that are celebrating, and I'm happy for them to be Me married too. and celebrated, but when you're single at the holidays... Um, it's difficult. It's, you know, I want to be happy for everybody, but I'm like, oh, good for you, 25 years, good for you, 12 years, like, you lasted <laughs> longer than my vacuum, eh. you know, <laughs> Try not to go there. Um, But, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about this when we come back after the break, because I think it's good to remind us all that, you know, those people that are all smiling on New Year's Eve at, you know, Times Square are actually standing like, you know, in a urine-soaked street with, you know, 5,000 people crushed around them. Some of them smell bad, and there's weirdos and pedophiles and happy people and drunk people. So it's not all (laughs) that is cracked up to be when we come back from the break. We're going to talk more about perception. Excellent. 
We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Creter and Robin Boyd has the week off. Um, we are talking today about social media and kind of how it makes us feel. And this is particular during the holidays. Um, you know, I can tell you, Linda, that there has been some really great moments for me on social media. Like when my mom passed away and I put her picture up. Right. I was thrilled with the people who posted beautiful messages for my mom, just saying like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful or, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, it was right. like a kind of a public condolence card. Correct. And so, you know, I was really I was really happy, you know, with that. Um, but I will say that, you know, like if you're suffering or struggling, especially if you're like a single mom or you haven't met anybody and you're single during the holidays, singles during the holidays is really rough. I don't care who you are, whether you're widowed, divorced or, you know, just in between relationships or never been in a relationship. It's really hard because everything is coupled up. You know, you look at like like look at New Year's and Valentine's. Day. Everything right. is like, you know, you, you get two tickets, you get two tickets for this, two tickets for that. Well, you know, what if I'm a one ticket? Um, you know, that kind of sucks. And yeah, then well, look at the dinner ahead. table where there's oh, that yeah. one odd chair because there's one odd 
person. <laughs> yeah. Or like my favorite is when you sit down and they, they go, oh, is it just you? And then you kind of sit there going, yeah, it's just me. And then they come over and they're like, clack, clack, clack. Like, could they take the, the um, you know, could they take the silverware away any louder to make it sure? Now, I know nobody else cares because I never pay attention to that when it happens to other people. Right. But when it's you sitting there, you know, you're like, you know, like just quickly take it away or just leave it there and I'll pretend I'd rather be looked at as stood up than alone. <laughs> well, you're you're right, but and the holidays make it more difficult whether you're going to an event um that is normally a a group event like a a social gathering at a friend's house or if you even go to a church or a synagogue or or just to something that is special, you do feel set apart a little bit. And I, you know, you can choose to either embrace that and, and take that time for yourself, but that's hard to do sometimes. So I think there's a loneliness factor that can fall into holidays that is a little more pronounced than at other times of the year, it seems. And I, I think of our military families. I mean, they go through a lot. Um, I personally had a lot of... Um, caregivers that I work with who had blue Christmases. And if you remember, Christmas had that full moon right before. And so there are a lot of things going on. There was some very bizarre weather across the country. And there were there were just things that were difficult for people to manage, especially if they were alone. And then there's always children. Um, well and that's where that's where Facebook or right. you know, some of these social medias really blow it for me you know they you know you look on here and you see these like you know happy families getting you know and and it's not that you're unhappy for them no and it's not that you're jealous or covetous or all these ugly Mm -hmm. emotions Mm -mm. it just kind of points out to you how alone or fractured or separated or sick you know it just amplifies what's already going on. And I just want to say to everybody listening today, if you get on Facebook, you know, which I know a lot of our military moms mm-hmm. do, and it's a Absolutely. way we keep connected. And I think that's a great thing. Just remember for every picture of a bunch of kids all having their Halloween candy, there's one kid in that picture that's going to throw up in the back of your minivan. <laughs> and, well, there you go. Right. For every Christmas dinner picture where everybody's sitting there, you know, there's one kid at the table who didn't like what dinner was and is kicking his brother and you're all trying to get and just remember how stressed and hagged out the mom feels because you know all the work falls on the mom during the holidays it it does right or if you're a deployment dad and you're left home and you've got to do all this and you, you know just know that there's somebody there that hates the presents you bought because your dad and you know it's just this is the reality of it and you got to kind of give yourself that whole you know hey let's check in here if this is making me feel bad maybe i need to take a break from it right. and if it's making me feel bad maybe i need to think about the funny i always go to the funny i always look at the picture and go okay what in there am i not seeing you know is the dog just puking under the christmas tree right now did the cat just run up and you know right. short circuit it you know you try to make it easier for yourself to look at these things or, you know, in my opinion, don't torture yourself. I personally went off of social media for the holiday period. It was a, it was a relief really. It was quiet. And then when you come back, you know, it's, it's very nice to see what people did, but it quickly moves on because that is the good part about social media. It is, it passes on so quickly and, and things get pushed down very fast. 
Um, I think you're right, though, that there are there are a lot of emotions that are on there a lot. And and look at yourself. If it is making you feel bad, then really, unless you're into torturing yourself, it's not a good idea. But I think sometimes people don't think about it. So I think it's good that you're raising this today because if you know what makes you feel better, you should also take a look at what doesn't make you feel good, what drags you down, what what bothers you. And either avoid it, change it, um, take it off your phone in your cases as you did. And I think that's a wise thing to do. I like to curl up with a book that is totally a different world away, um, telling a, a really nice story, fiction, call it a beach read, if you will, and, and just let the world go away. Or you know, put on one of those funny movies that just makes you either have a good tradition or it's just kind of escapist. And and I, I love things like that because it, maybe it's only an hour and a half, but I'll take it sometimes. Yeah, I I got to stay awake to be able to do that. I used to love to watch movies and read romance novels. I'm the first one to say that I'm a big old gooey romance novel reader. <laughs> um, and I'm actually really excited because we're going to bring some romance uh, authors on oh, Summer Beach good. Reads, actually, we're calling it the Summer Beach Reads. Um, oh, I love those. But I think, you know, part of one of the things that I'd love to address too, Linda, since you're talking about being a caregiver and, and an expert in this, is that holidays, whoever the the key person is, whether it's the mom or the dad right. in the family or in a lot of military families, it could be the grandma, the grandpa, you know, it could be the aunt, the uncle, you know, there's, there's a lot of variation, you know, yes, in who the caregiver is for the holidays. But one of the things that struck me during this uh, radio broadcast is that, you know, these holidays come around, whether it's Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, I mean, all these things are intensive for picnics and parties and get togethers, which puts the caregiver in the position of really adding another layer on. And I think one of the things that happens that we don't recognize is that when we come off the holiday, how tired we are from all the noise and the celebration, the extra work, the and we probably haven't slept right or eaten right or worked out or done all those things that we usually do to keep on keel. And so when you add that fatigue, Plus, everybody's smiling faces on, you know, YouTube and Twitter and, you know, LinkedIn and and, uh, Facebook. You kind of have a recipe for disaster because if we hadn't done this show today, I don't think I would have identified as clearly how tired I was looking at everybody else's happy moments and feeling like, you know, my like internal resistance was down. Right, right. No, it's very important. And and it. There are a lot of, we always tend to think with social media that everybody is that happy face all the time, but people don't post the the unhappy things. And in fact, it is kind of interesting when you do post something happy, you know, I, I need guidance on this, this, or this, if it's not terribly personal, you do get a lot of feedback because people are eager to help, but it's not common. It's simply not common. It's it's more event-oriented or here's a good shot. Um, I know that I miss seeing my children. Neither of my children were home over the holidays, and it was a gap. There was a gap there, and of course, you, you muster on and you do fine because they're grown and they're wonderful and they're happy and they're healthy and who could ask for more than that but there are gaps in the holidays and taking a look at caregivers when you change into the holiday season you're talking about a change in routine 
A complete change in routine, which usually upsets the apple cart. Because if you've got a routine and you can manage that, it works in one way. Um, that, that goes for if you have, uh, say, a wounded warrior with PTSD. You know, you've got to manage that situation. If you have a child with autism, you have to prepare them for things. If you just have overtired children to go to yet another event, it's all requiring the, the person in charge caregiver or whatever you want to label them, uh, to be totally flexible, totally upbeat, totally organized. And yes, you're going to be exhausted at the end of it. And then add the usual bureaucracy of normal things if you have to deal with health issues during the holidays. And things are worse because the holidays mean understaffing. Um, if, If you tried to call a doctor's office today, which I tried to do, you can't get through at all. Not only is it a Monday, but it's the Monday after a long holiday. So there are a lot of things that are hampered uh, during the holidays that, that are not the norm. So I, I agree with you. I think it adds an additional layer of pressure. So what do we need to do to relieve that pressure? I think we need to first be kind to ourselves and recognize that it's there. And so I say to you, I'm glad you took that nap yesterday. I'm really glad you did. Because can you imagine if you didn't? Yeah, no, it'd be brutal. It is. So I I think that those are the things that are really important to do. Be kind to yourself. Know what makes you feel better. And give yourself a little treat, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to cost anything. It can just be, I'm going to go spend 30 minutes by myself. Don't anybody bug me. (laughs) Well, that's the one thing that I, you know, I was really surprised. You know, there was one mom, you know, and I really admired her for this. She, Trisha Goyer, she said she's a radio host and I listened to her show and she's, she's had, I don't know, 25 adopted kids over 25 years. But she said on Facebook, she goes, you know what? My laundry's not done. My kitchen is a mess. There are dishes in the right. sink. And you know what? Just for today, I'm going to go out. My kids are home from school and I'm, I don't know what they did. They were going to go out and play in the snow or, or go shopping or go to a movie. I forget what it was she said, but the point was that she just, took a break and I was like oh mm-hmm. that's right I could take a break from this you know, not every day like when you talk about rewarding yourself everybody thinks like oh go out for a manicure and a pedicure or have a no, massage or no. all these things that are not just they're just not possible no uh, in most people's d- days um right so I'm going to take us to commercial break right now this is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio I'm visiting today with Litter- Linda Creeder. she owns a company called Veteran Caregiver so she knows a lot about caregiving she's also a mom and a company owner so we'd like to hear from her because we're the worst at taking care of ourselves as is everyone else listening today <laughs> we've got lots more ahead stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, 
elite life coaching, and national speaking. This ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, military moms. Uh, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off. We are visiting with Linda Creter, and we're talking about caregiving, caregiving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, whatever you want to call it, because most of us for the holiday seasons, no matter what the holiday is, uh, it falls on the mom and the preponderance of the work and the responsibility and the choices and the decisions and the cooking and the cleaning and the decorating and the, ugh, I'm already tired just saying it. Um, <laughs> but Linda, you put a, a video post up um, recently. I, 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 I want I, to talk about that. Thank you. I, I put up a video post on veterancaregiver.com because it, it's so prevalent. We're talking about taking care of ourselves. I am, I'm very knowledgeable about people telling caregivers to relax. It will help you. Well, I don't know about you, but when someone tells me to relax, it has the exact opposite effect. So does, okay, go, go, shoot, leave, leave the office early, go get a manicure, pedicure. Well, that doesn't work unless I have time for that or I can walk around barefoot for an hour. I mean, that just doesn't work. So the, the video I put out had to do with the fact that we are really responsible for finding our own times to take the respite. People can suggest things to us. Those are great ideas and we thank them for their thoughtfulness and even considering those sorts of things. But if your head is spinning and someone says, go get a massage, here's a massage certificate, you're going to lie on that table rigid and you're not going to get the benefit of it. So being told to relax, being told you need to relax, being told you look stressed and you better relax, those don't make you generally feel better. So if you do make a resolution for the year, one of them might be to simply take a look at yourself periodically because you're the best judge of when is a good time to take a break. And when I said treat yourself earlier, I meant something like you're at the grocery store and you see fresh cut pineapple and you don't normally treat yourself to that. So you 
buy yourself some pineapple and you savor every bite. Now, that is small-ish on the scale of things. Um, and yours might be something different. But even something small as that says, I'm I'm just going to think about myself for just a few bites and, and it makes a difference because the little things do add up. We don't often get the long-term big ones to go. Here, you and I have talked. Let's just go on a vacation. Well, what the heck is a vacation? Well, that on a vacation. Something in our, right. I don't even know what the vocabulary word means. Well, so, because a vacation for moms, let's be honest, is more work. It's more work. And then when you get home, it's more work. Because you've got the dirty clothes. You've got to get everybody ready for school. I mean, it, it's just more work. So I, I guess take a look at the small things that you can do to make yourself happy at the time, feel a little bit treated, feel that you've at least got some control over things because that helps a little bit. And I'm not suggesting being a control freak in 2016. I don't think that's a great idea. But I do say that be kind to yourself. Let yourself know when you do feel over overdone and I'm learning to say to people I'm really sorry I wish I could get that done today but I'm just not able to I'll get back to you tomorrow and those are little boundary settings that are small but it helps because then you don't carry the guilt that you were talking about earlier well and I will tell you when I put up right around uh right before Christmas I was starting to get really crispy and people were calling me to fix things you know and I'm I own a computer technology company Linda right. so my stuff is there's no precedent for it it's not like I can look right. up a service manual and pick it up you know this right. software was written yesterday and today it's failing and people want to know why and I'm like well right. I don't know why and I can't just so I put this thing up at the bottom of my email um <laughs> And I think you've you've seen it. I've, I've seen, seen it. I've seen yes. it. Um, but I put last checked. I am still human and haven't programmed my consciousness into my machine. So please be patient when it takes more than seventeen seconds or one day to get back to you. Dot dot right. dot. Nothing but love. And right. it was my kind way. Yes. <laughs> the kindest way I could come up with, rather than just way. screaming back off. Um, But, you know, I've had to do this with my kids, too, because, you know, when everybody's coming at you, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. When my my Toys for Tots event came up in in December and in front of Christmas. Right. Oh, yeah. And I've got a lot of responsibility. I'm obligated for a minimum of fifteen hundred toys collected. So it's a lot of pressure. I have, you know, seven different groups, town groups, you know, from the Lions Club to the music program involved. I've got student volunteers and they're sixth, seventh and eighth grade. They're there to get their service hours. Then I've got student presenters. You know, it's a enormous amount of work. Right. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of responsibility. And like three quarters of the way through the event, my one son comes up because he left his phone charger home. Now he's nine and he's got a cell phone because he goes back and forth to his dad's, but he plays games on it. But he was so upset that his phone charger was at home. He's like, mom, I need you to go get the charger. I'm like, honey, I'm hosting an event with, you know, he didn't care about the 500 people that showed up. He didn't care about the Marines and attendance and the awards I had to give out. He wanted that damn cord. And I looked at him just like I talked to him like any other person. I'm like, this is not the time to do this. I was really stern. He just looked at me like, and he goes, okay. And, you know, the world didn't fall apart. 
you know, he didn't get crushed because I said no to him. And I realized how many times I bend over backwards saying, sure, I can do that. Yes, I can do that because they're my kids and I love my kids. And when my kids go to their dads, I miss them. When they come back, I want to spoil them. And then I feel guilty because of the divorce and, you know, all those things come. Oh, yes. I, I get all that. I once had a very wise counselor say to me that here's a response to give to people when they're all pushing you. And it works. I've tried this before. When people are just harping on you, I, I just look at them and I say, I'm doing the best that I can and that I'm able. Are you? <laughs> but now let me tell you the funny thing that's become family legend. I once said this to I won't even name which child, um, one of my children. And I said, I'm doing the best I can. And the response came back, well, your best used to be better. (laughs) That hurt. Yeah. I I know. Well, you know, sometimes the the truth hurts. She happened to be right. Oh, I let let that about. Anyway, um, she was correct. But at the time, I was doing the best I could do. So I've gone more with I'm doing the best I can. Are, are you? And so that, that kind of takes the pressure off of you and makes other people think, well, wait a minute, am I really doing the best I can? And I don't think that would have worked for your nine-year-old, but it might work for an adult. And I, I have seen it work for an adult where you really are trying to scramble to help them, but you simply can't get the answers from people who won't give you the answers in the big bureaucracy of the DOD or the VA. And you need to wait. And patience is really required. So again, I'm hoping that this year becomes a kindness of small things we do for ourselves because those will add up and we'll feel a little calmer, I'm hoping, um, and and able to roll with the punches a a lot better. Uh, That's my goal. Well, you know, I think the other thing, too, is to recognize that we do not have to be all things to all people. You know, I think in situations where there's divorce or there's deployment or there's separation or there's illness, you know, all these things as moms just ratchet up the guilt factor. Yes. Um, and I think it's it's so unfair, but we, we do it well, to ourselves. Well, it's not fair. Right. But that was the thing. It's like, you know, I had to really acknowledge to myself going, you know what, this is my bad. Like, I did this to myself. It's not that the kids are, um, you know, putting a million, you know, things on me. They are. But what other things am I doing, um, you know, what other things am I doing to create, you know, these lovable little monsters or, you know, because you can create monsters in your staff, too. I know with my company, when I first started my company, I was so I wanted so much to ensure everything was correct that I created all these dependent little monsters on me. And then I was frustrated when they would come to me for every little thing. And then I realized, wow, this is all me because I am the one who created the dependency. And so, you know, I had to wean everybody off and and I I was really honest with them, you know, and I've been doing this with my kids too, saying like my, my little guy, he loves, loves, loves when I lay his clothes out. And then sometimes when it's cold, I put him in the dryer so I can, you know, put him into warm clothes in the morning. Cause our house is always freezing. Um, but 
I realized I set up something, you know, and I, I changed a bunch of things this year. Right. Like, you know, school just started today. So I said, you know what? It's a new year. So you can put your clothes in the dryer and warm them up. And right. I said, you know, there's going to be new changes because I think in a new year, it's easy to do changes. But I invite everybody, like when a kid has a birthday, you know, what can you levy yes. back onto the kid or you know or in new year's what can you levy back onto them because as moms we can drive ourselves crazy trying to do so much and then it becomes expected status quo and we did that we teach people how to treat us we teach our kids what to expect but you know you're doing them a favor by adding responsibility you're teaching them to be good mates someday you're teaching them to be independent and I I think independence is something that I don't see a lot in adults these days there's a lot of dependence it's always somebody else's fault it's always somebody else's you know thoughtful thoughtlessness Um, and, and so I think that you're doing the right thing when you are as you say, um, take a look and, and make these growth progressive steps because stretching is when we all grow as an adult, but children grow too and they really do step up when they're given age-appropriate things to do going forward. But that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, well, it was hard for me to implement some of these things, um, you know, when, you know, when it's just arbitrary, but when you say like, oh, it's a birthday or it's New Year's or, hey, you know, it's the first of the month, so we're going to do this this way now, it it gives a little more logic to the kids so they can understand better and it alleviates you of the guilt going, okay, I can't sustain what I set up, so how do I start deconstructing where I can? And, you know, that's really one of the things that that you know in my new year's resolutions to do less um which sounds really funny but i want everybody out there listening who is overburdened overworked overstretched overspending over 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 everything to go you know what your new year's resolution can actually be a minus like it can be a do less it can be a i don't want to do this anymore and this is the first time you know i've been walking this planet for over 40 years that my to-do list or my New Year's resolution list was to do less. And that was uh, really bravo. I think okay. you made a good one. Thank you. All right. Well, Linda Creter, thank you for being my guest today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Girls, we'll be back again next week with lots of helpful information on how to handle this new year. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation 